Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, September 28th. I'm Wayne Pratt. With the census response window set to close in a few weeks, local organizations are working to get as many people as possible counted. The groups were forced to shift their community engagement strategies because of the pandemic. Now we're following emergency trucks with food services. People that must go to the aid office and renew their benefits were standing outside across the street. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt finds out how some Metro East organizations have been working to include residents in hard-to-count areas before the census deadline. That's in just a few minutes. The St. Louis region is preparing to combat two viruses as flu season approaches. Dr. Alex Garza is head of the St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force. He says a harsh flu season could strain the region's health system. Garza says officials are looking south of the equator where it's already winter for clues as to what the flu season will bring. Many of the countries in the southern hemisphere are reporting very mild flu seasons, and they believe it was because of all of the measures that were taken for coronavirus. And so hopefully those things will all play out as well uh, for our flu season. Garza says it will take residents getting vaccinated and sticking with pandemic safety measures to fight a potential twindemic. St. Louis health officials plan to loosen restrictions on football and other school sports put in place to limit spread of coronavirus. Students participating in low-contact sports, including track and field and swimming, are currently allowed to compete against other schools. The city has limited moderate and high-contact sports to practices only. But a city spokesperson confirms the health department plans to allow competition in all sports. Schools must first win city approval on testing and safety plans. A spokesperson for St. Louis County says the county is exploring a similar plan. Missouri University of Science and Technology and the city of Rolla are moving forward with a master plan. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports it includes rerouting a major road off Interstate 44. The biggest change to the city and campus would be moving University Drive a block south from I-44 to end in a roundabout. That would be the new front door to campus. Rolla Mayor Lou Magnet says the traffic plan will help the city's two biggest employers have the access they need and space to grow. The new alignment of University Drive will support Phelps Health and Missouri S&T's vision for providing direct access from Interstate 44 to their front doors. Magnet says the move will also ease traffic by moving cars away from the city's other interstate exits. The five-year, $32 million plan will go to the University Board of Curators for approval. In Rolla, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. The Arts and Education Council has announced the winner of its annual competition for startup businesses. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, the $20,000 prize will go to a program that helps young artists 
find their footing in the music business. Soulshed University offers a year of monthly master classes for early career musicians aged 18 to 24. Classes cover everything from marketing to ear training and the practicalities of performing on the road. Singer-songwriter Germarco Breton founded the program. He says the award from Arts and Education Council will help more young musicians learn the ropes of the industry. If you're going to take the path of being an independent musician, then you need to cover all bases. You need to know about music business. You need to know how to perform on a stage. You need to know how to take care of yourself. Breton says he'll use the prize money to purchase some musical instruments for his students and pay for individual lessons. The award also includes a year of rent-free office space. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. The U.S. Census Bureau is set to finish collecting responses at the end of October. The count is the last chance to ensure a wide range of funding for the next decade. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports how Metro East community organizers are reaching traditionally hard-to-count households in the final weeks of this decade's tally. On a Saturday morning in Venice, Illinois, cars steadily line up outside the new Shining Light non-denominational church. Volunteers pass out essential food items and school supplies into each vehicle that passes. Further back in the line, DeWanda Crockwell bounces from car to car with a handful of white flyers and the same message. Hey baby, census information, all information's on there, okay? There's a census table if you want to get it completed, $500 draw. Stand up and be count. Crockwell is a census coordinator with the Quad City Community Development Center. This morning, she's trying to reach people in the Madison-Venice area who may not have responded to the survey yet. Crockwell directs people to go to a tent where residents can get help filling out the 2020 census online. The census, I just, I ain't had a chance to get to it. That's why we're here today, for people that haven't had the chance to get to it. Workers with the center sit behind laptops guiding residents through the various details the survey collects, like their age, gender, and address. Okay, and this is the address you were living at at uh, April 1st, 2020, correct? Today's event demonstrates one of the strategies the Quad City Community Development Center is using to get people counted in the final weeks of the census response window. DeWanda Crockwell says it's a role the organization stepped into out of necessity after they couldn't tell if residents were actually responding to the survey. They would say, yeah, we completed it and uh, keep it going. And then I was like, well, we're going to have to do something else here. We're going to have to get something back, some type of assurance that this census uh, questionnaire is being completed. She says they originally distributed information that encouraged participation, but the census response numbers weren't changing much in the region. Crockwell says her organization shifted to the idea of a raffle, where area residents could win $500 if they just showed proof that they had completed the census. And the money was the motivator, I think. This time, these are hard times for a lot of a lot of our seniors, a lot of our minority people of color. So what we have found is that we're starting to get more of a response uh, because of a desire and a need that could be met by uh, completing the, the census questionnaire. The Quad City Community Development Center focused on incentives to boost response rates, but other community organizations are taking a more direct approach. Stephanie Taylor is the president and CEO of Community Development Sustainable Solutions, a nonprofit in East St. Louis. I'm changing the terminology from please engage and do the census 
to now it's a census checkpoint, kind of like a COVID checkpoint. Taylor says she's had to get creative in how she reaches especially hard-to-count residents in East St. Louis. Now we're following emergency trucks with food services, people that must go to the aid office and renew their um, benefits. We're standing outside across the street. Taylor says counting people now is urgent since the census deadline is quickly approaching. The current timeline worries Yolanda Crockwell, the executive director of the Quad City Community Development Center. She says low-income areas of Madison County depend on a robust count to show the extent of what people in the area need. She says Madison and Venice are often overlooked. These schools need funding. You know, our city needs funding. Our, our, our summer camps and programs here for our youth needs funding because a child out of school um, is a child that's not eating. In this community. The majority of census outreach and engagement in the area has fallen on community organizations like Crockwell and Taylor's. East St. Louis and Venice have 2020 self-response rates that are more than 10 percentage points lower than they were in 2010. We've already been subject for the last 10 years. Right now, if we don't make at least 60 percent, what we think looks bad now will probably crumble. She and other organizers will continue to work right up until the census deadline. Reporting from Venice, I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.